My name is Scott Chaloner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. It's a crisp autumn day here in the capital as we record today's programme and I'm delighted to say that alongside me on our latest show is Cathy Barlow, Managing Director of Smith Goodfellow PR. Uh, Cathy, welcome and thank you for joining us. Hi Scott, thank you for having me. I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah, likewise. Pleasure having you with us as well, Cathy. Um, so Smith Goodfellow PR, your business. You're a PR create, uh, marketing and creative agency, aren't you? And you're working primarily in areas such as construction, manufacturing, the built environment, sustainability sectors, that sort of area. So I can imagine over the last 18 months, given the effects of the COVID-19 situation, which has proven sort of dramatic for so many businesses, you'll have seen several sort of different um, consequences of that, let's say, among the clients that you work with. But before we sort of get on to them, how has it sort of been for your business operationally over the last 18 months by and large? Uh, it's certainly been interesting. I mean, we're, we're very fortunate in that the nature of our work means that we, we can work remotely quite simply. And we, we already had home working available for, for our staff when they needed it. But of course, suddenly we were all working from home. Um, and that was difficult because as a creative agency, we do a lot of collaborative work. We do a lot of brainstorming. We're used to working very closely together. So it was, it was very hard not to be in the office together. It was something that we really missed. Um, and um, right at the start of, of lockdown, um, I think everybody panicked a little bit. Um, we were finding that budgets were being pulled and... Um, you know, we, we had to do, we had to take action basically to safeguard the business, safeguard jobs. Mm. So we did use the furlough scheme. Um, but one of the things that we were most concerned about was uh, people feeling isolated, especially um, team members who lived alone. So one of the things that we did was we had a, an afternoon check-in every day on Zoom at three o'clock, not to talk about work, just to check in with every team member, make sure they were okay, that they had what they needed, um, and to provide a bit of, uh, you know, communication and comfort. And, and we, we think of ourselves as a community as much as anything else. So it was just a way of staying in touch with everyone and making sure they were all right. Yeah, it's important, isn't it, when you're sort of in a business leadership role to make sure that you're safeguarding the morale and mental well-being of your colleagues, the people around you. Um, just how important is it as well, particularly when you're sort of in crisis management mode, that you also kind of take that step back as a business leader as and when you need to and make sure that you're in the right headspace? Because it can be quite easy to sort of neglect that side of things when you are so focused on, you know, survival mode, keeping the business afloat and looking after everybody else. Yeah, it is incredibly difficult. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate because I actually own the business with my husband. So, you know, we were in it together very much. So we were able to have those, those discussions and, and look out for each other. But also my, my team are amazing. So um, they were equally supportive of, of me um, and of my, my husband, Paul, in making sure that um, we were also looked after. And, yes, taking, taking that step back, taking that um that approach, that safeguarding approach is, is what can we do? 
so one of the things that we did when when we used the furlough scheme was we spoke to the rest of the team and we agreed that everybody across the board would take a 20% cut so that everybody's salary reflected um, you know the same we didn't want any any team member to feel less valued and also to make sure that we had sufficient funds to keep afloat at that point um, and it was one of the, the best things for me was at the end of the year we were able to pay back that that twenty percent that everybody had missed out on mm. because business had come back sufficiently to allow us to do that. So we we topped up everybody's salary. They got a nice bonus at the end of the year. That that money that we'd held back to protect the business, and we were very transparent about how we were going to do this as well. Um, we did it with the full agreement of our team. We talked to them, made sure nobody was going to suffer any financial hardship by doing this um, and yeah they were just incredible in how they rallied around and supported us to make sure that the business came back stronger than ever and I suppose um, you've kind of reaped the awards of the approach you've taken you know you've taken that people-centric approach you've consulted them throughout you made sure that nobody is running into any hardship as a result of that and as a result you've not just maintained morale but you've also maintained productivity as well they've all been willing when the chips have been down to go above and beyond and now you're all reaping the rewards of that effort absolutely and this is the approach we've always taken i mean we we firmly believe that people should come to work because they like it not just to earn money you know you spend so much of your waking hours at work it needs to be something that's rewarding where you feel valued um and so that's a culture that we've always encouraged and i think that that helped us be in such a good position with our team when, when this crisis hit. Um, and it's something that we are, you know, always working on trying to promote that culture. And it's something that we're developing further with, um, with our impact report, which is something we launched this year. Um, because we work in sustainability and sustainability is about three, you know, it's a triple bottom line. It's about people, planet and profit. Mm-hmm. Um, and for us, the people side always comes first. Um, mm. So it's been really, um, really good for us to to see how the team has responded, um, and yes, to to experience that growth, experience that support, and um, yeah, come back stronger than ever. And interestingly as well, when you talk about sort of sustainability and that sort of planet side of the three P's: people, planet, and profit. Um, sustainability is very much on the agenda at the moment in sort of the post-COVID world. We're talking a lot more about climate change, given obviously how the pandemic is linked in with that. We're seeing a lot of the sort of symptoms of climate change now with various um, sort of freak weather events. We've had the COP26 climate summit in the UK this year as well, which is really thrusted into the national headlines. So when it comes to sort of the next major challenge that business is facing, now that hopefully we've sort of seen the back of COVID as sort of a huge and immediate issue um that's going to be the next big challenge for all businesses and it? it's going to be climate change and that's where we now have to be sort of focusing our attentions and ensuring that we're getting the measures right to sort of facilitate that drive toward net zero by 2050 that the government has been talking uh, so vehemently about absolutely and um, it's very easy to feel a sense of overwhelm when you're faced with something like the climate crisis. You mm. kind of think, oh, you know, what can I possibly do? How can I make a difference to this? Um, and you look at, you know, obviously we're on, we've just finished COP26. We've been, we've had 26 of these events so far and 
although some progress has been made in terms of commitment, we've seen very little happening in, in reality. And it's about what can we as individuals do, because it's, it's not just about the big picture stuff, it's the small picture stuff. This is one reason why we were um, so keen to do the impact report, which I have to say was an, an initiative that my team came up with, not me. It was driven by them, and I'm really proud of the work that they've done. But it's about how how can we as a small business make a difference? Um, um, the impact report basically is a, is a, a benchmark. It's, it gives us a baseline from which we can work and see how we can improve, how we can reduce our carbon impact, how we can make small differences. Um, and one of the reasons we wanted to do it was to show that a small business can do that. Um, I mean, we're very fortunate because we work with some very big clients and they are all very engaged in sustainability. They, they are all very committed. And in fact, we've been writing and talking about this decades. This isn't a new issue for us. It's something that uh, construction is, um, you know, has a big influence on um, the potential to make a big difference. So from a work and client point of view, we've, we've already been doing that. But our focus now is on SMEs. Um, you know, and 19, over 99% of all businesses in the UK are SMEs. So if every mm. one of those did something to help to improve their carbon footprint, to reduce their energy demand, uh, you know, to, to look at how they deal with waste, all of these kind of things, you could make a massive difference in the UK just through SMEs. Mm. So it's understanding the kind of steps that you can take. Uh, and even if, even if they've been very small, they will still make a difference. Yeah, absolutely right. Business can still act and take the steps that it needs to take, even without um, the actual being, you know, government policy that's facilitating the uh, the driver that we've seen a distinct lack of. And one of the things that business yeah. is doing as well is it's really looking at the remote working and hybrid working framework because we've learned a lot about that side of things over the last two years that we can maintain productivity working remotely and we can be sort of more time efficient and more eco-friendly with that and the kind of instances that i'm talking about when i say you that are where you know you don't have to travel two hours in a car to attend a half hour business meeting you can just open your laptop you can do it online and you can obviously be much more time productive but also be cutting down on your carbon footprint as well Absolutely. And I think I think that's the one really good thing that's come out of the pandemic is that realisation that you can be so much more productive and efficient. Uh, the one thing that we have noticed, though, is that there are a lot more meetings because it's so easy to just hop online. Um, so we're, we're actually looking at ways of managing that and making sure that we don't spend too many times, too much time on Teams and on Zoom as opposed to actually delivering the work. It's, there's always a balancing act. But yes, it's it's amazing um, what a difference it can make. And I know that a lot of the businesses that have thrived throughout this, it's because they've been agile, because they've adopted the remote practices, they've been able to turn things around really well. However, there is still a place, and there always will be a place for face-to-face. There are times when, especially when you're at the beginning of a relationship in business, it really helps to have those face-to-face meetings but again it's looking at can I get there by public transport you know do I have to drive Um, and conducting as much business remotely as you possibly can is obviously going to be a good thing. 
Yeah, absolutely right. And for those businesses and sectors rather where, you know, it's not always as simple as doing that, such as the sort of construction industry that you are quite heavily involved with, I suppose the next steps for them are to look at how can we be sustainably sourcing our materials and how can we be disposing of waste from building sites more effectively. Um, So there's going to be all change in those sorts of industries um, as well, isn't there, moving forward? I think it's fair to say. There are. And again, uh, you know, digital um, technology can really help with with this. There's there's, um, um, a a process called BIM, Building Information Modelling, which can be used to follow a project right from the very early stage of design all the way through to the building being constructed. And when it's done at a particular level, it can help in so many ways. It can help you to be uh, more efficient with the logistics. It can help you to plan deliveries on site. It can help you to minimise waste by making sure that you only um, actually order the correct amounts of, of stuff because everything's been modelled in such detail. Um, and there are lots of other initiatives as well, take-back schemes and things like this to reduce the amount of site waste because construction produces a huge amount of waste at the moment. It's something that they we definitely need to look at as an industry. Um, and you know, how can that be reused? So construction is also looking at how can they become more circular? So making sure that materials are reusable or can be recycled. Um, so it's about reducing waste in all kinds of ways, but also making more of the natural resources uh, and the manufactured resources that we have. Yeah, absolutely. And it's going to be some very interesting sort of times for the industry as we see how it develops, as we try and facilitate that drive toward the UK's climate goals. And as we start to sort of see that taking shape over the uh, the next 12 months and indeed beyond, Cathy, um, I'd be interested to understand what some of your sort of business priorities are going to be at Smith Goodfellow and where indeed you see yourselves being by this time next year in the post-COVID world. Oh, it's interesting you say that. We we actually had a team day yesterday, and this was one of the things that we were discussing how how we want to view the business going forward. What what are what are our aims? Um, and we are ambitious. We do want to grow, but we don't want to grow too big. This this might sound about a bit strange, but one of the things that we like about our business is the fact that it's small and we can work collaboratively. Um, so it's about being very focused. Um, so we want to grow still. You know, we, we want a bigger team and we want more clients. Um, but we want to make sure that we're working in the right way and that we're working with the kind of businesses that we want to work with as well. Um, so, you know, our focus on sustainability is definitely going to grow. Um, that's an area that we want to develop even more. We, we believe passionately that it's crucial um, to, to everybody's future, really. And one of the things about PR and marketing is that it's in our gift almost to help to drive those messages, to help people to understand how important these issues are um, and how to engage with them. It's, it's about providing education and support, um, both to our, the work that we do with our clients and the work that we do ourselves. Um, so yes, we are determined to grow more. We are determined to do it sustainably, um, and we're really excited at how that how that might look going forward. 
Yeah, it's growth, isn't it? But it's measured growth, and it's uh, so so exciting um, that that word is even on our lips, given the uh, the last couple of years uh, that we've had. But it's a testament to the incredible efforts of business during this time. And I think as we even start to understand more about sort of what kind of shape the uh, the economy is taking and the sort of fight against climate change, and indeed how well Smith Goodfellow is doing as a business in this um, ever changing landscape, I'd love to even perhaps catch up in future, Kathy, and have you back on the show with us just to see how things are. Along and how some of those plans of yours are really coming to fruition. I would love to do that. Yes, it'd be great to be able to report back. Uh, hopefully so, and hopefully there'll be some real tales of success to uh, to share in that as well in future. Uh, I've got to say, um, thoroughly enjoyed having you with us on the program today, and uh, really learning from uh, what you've experienced during the uh, the pandemic. And I'm sure the listeners uh, share that sentiment as well. And uh, also, Kathy, do take care and do stay safe in future with all still going on until we hopefully do get to speak again. Thank you. You too. And to all of our regular listeners tuning into the show today, um, if you feel that you might have your own story of success and of innovation to share with us here at the Leaders Council, then by all means, you can also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Um, it was a pleasure, of course, welcoming Smith Goodfellow PR's Kathy Barlow onto the show today. I do hope that you all thoroughly enjoyed listening to her. And um, until next time, everybody, please take care and goodbye. And we will see you again very soon.